Welcome to She Takes on Corporate, the podcast that empowers females to explore their untapped potential and drive their careers forward. You're joining your hosts, Nicole and Amandeep. Welcome to today's episode. If you have enjoyed listening to our podcast in the past, please give us a follow and leave a rating on whichever podcast platform you listen on. It really helps our show to grow. So before we get into today's episode, here is our quick productivity hack. Our environment is known to have a significant impact on our productivity. So the five minute tidy up routine is a productivity hack that's focused on having clean physical and digital environments. So what I mean by physical environment is at the end of the day or before we start work, Commit to a five minute tidy up routine. So this could mean cleaning your desk space, dusting off your monitor, keyboard, removing any extra things that you don't need on your table, um, organizing your stationery using trays and drawers. And then moving on to the digital space, focus on organizing your files into folders and delete any unnecessary ones. You can also clear out your email inboxes to empty out your digital space. By making the five minute tidy up routine a habit, we will consistently start and end our day with a clean and very organized space. And not only this boosts productivity, but it also creates a very positive atmosphere for us to work in. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking all about development plans. So for our listeners who haven't heard of a development plan before, what this is is essentially goals that you put in place to create a roadmap for your career progression. And this outlines the skills and the experiences that you want to focus on over a given amount of time. I honestly think I wouldn't have progressed through these roles as quickly as I had if I didn't have a development plan in place because... If you don't know what your goal is and what you're trying to achieve, then how are you going to take actionable steps to actually get there? Now, I'm sure everyone listening has been told that having goals is really important, but most people will write down goals because they have to in their workplace or uni or wherever it is, and then they'll put that aside and never actually revisit them. So... A study published by Journal of Career Development followed a group of working professionals, career progression and job satisfaction over a five-year period. So they found a strong correlation between having a development plan and having faster career progression. So the working professionals who not only created the plan but also took actionable steps to work towards it, had more promotions, had increased responsibilities in their role, and also had higher pay. And I think the biggest takeaway for me from this study was that in addition to all of this, the working professionals who actively implemented their development plans had a higher level of job satisfaction and overall well-being. They felt more fulfilled in their careers and also had a greater sense of purpose. Yeah, I can see why you would progress a lot faster in your career if you have a development plan compared to those who don't have a development plan. There's this quote 
a goal without a plan is just a dream. So a goal and a dream are two different things. So a goal is about having clear, well-defined, actionable steps that you can turn into reality. And we all know what happens when there's not a plan. We just never look back at them and it turns into the whole situation of new day, new me or new year, new me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll wait until next year. (laughs) And a fun fact about us, Nicole and I, one of our hobby is to actually create very detailed actionable plans about everything so we wanted to share a bit of that love with you all and we have created a free career development template this is something you can access from the podcast description and this is a template we actually use ourselves for our careers and we believe that it works 100 percent. plus it's free so just check it out great sales pitch thank you and this template is Something you can take to your manager because it's such an easy way of organizing your goals onto one sheet of paper. Yeah, I think the thing I want to note here is that while some people are lucky to have a manager who's super proactive and really caring about their staff and will help with that career progression and goal setting and everything, no one's going to care about your career progression more than you do. So I think it's really important to actually own your development plan. Whether your company does one or not, it's it's up to you to create those goals for yourself and work towards it. Yeah, at the end of the day, you get what you put in, right? So you will have to take ownership. Mm. And this is a tool that you can use to take ownership of your career. And it will only take you around 15 to 20 minutes to complete. So it's not a lot of time either. Okay, let's get into the episode and go through the template together. Okay, so the first step for creating your development plan is looking at what we call your current state. So this is what your current skills and experience are. Now, this is a really good time to be reflecting on what your current strengths and weaknesses are as well and kind of having that, I guess, self-awareness. So one of the ways that you can do this is seeking feedback from colleagues, managers, mentors to try and gain more insights into how they see your strengths and weaknesses. I think sometimes we're not a particularly good judge of ourselves and that's especially if you're someone who tends to be quite hard on yourself. Um, It can be really easy to look at your weaknesses or the negatives in the situation rather than what you actually do really well um, and what you bring to the table. Um, So I actually find after customer meetings, my manager often asks me what I think I did well. And all I can note is the negatives. I should have done this better. I should have spoken up here. I could have done that. And he'll always turn around to me and say, well, I thought you did this really well. And I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't think about that. (laughs) And the second way that you can look at your strengths and weaknesses is by completing online tests. So even doing a simple personality test can help you to discover what you're really strong in and what you're not so strong in. I really liked how you touched on the self-awareness piece there because I feel like having self-awareness is the first step to figuring out your current skill sets and experiences and then figuring out how you can leverage those strengths further and then figure out what areas you can improve on 
you know it's like a flow on effect and i think this is such mm-hmm. a easy way to create a plan and then actually act on a plan so as a grad on a rotational program who hasn't settled into a permanent role just yet i like to think about my key work responsibilities at the moment so on top of what you've mentioned so top three responsibilities and then assess my strengths in each one of those responsibilities. And then that also helps me figure out what I need to continue working on further to make the most out of this grad program. In a previous episode, episode number three, we do go over personal branding where we walk through how to do this sort of self-reflection. So if you are wanting a bit more guidance towards that, go ahead and check that out. So step two is looking at your future state, or in other words, identifying where you want to be in the future. So I think you can kind of break this down into two different scenarios. And one of them is if you're new in a role, probably up to 12 to 18 months. Um, And the other one is if you're really well established in that role and really nailing the key metrics already. So if you're newer in a role, you're likely just focused on actually learning the skills you need to perform well in that role. And I think this is where all your focus in terms of your development should really be rather than looking at the added extras you can be doing. So this is all about going back to the basics of understanding what your metrics are and making sure you're really clear on what your manager and team's expectations are of you. And if you aren't very clear on either of these two things, that's a really good time to have that conversation. Exactly. I totally agree with that. As a grad, focus is always on trying to do my best in every task I get given and learning as much as I can, asking for help, asking for feedback and, you know, learning about processes and what's expected of me in that specific rotation. I do have to say that the expectations of what a grad should be doing is sometimes not very clear to me but I do think that this is a situation we will all face once in our career where you know the lines are a bit blurry and we don't know if what we're doing is within our role or if we're doing too much or too little and I think this is where the part of speaking to your manager comes in and getting really clear on the expectations of your role and figuring out what you're doing well in and what you need to do more of. Sometimes we think we are doing exactly what we should be doing and we think we're doing more than what's expected of us but then you have a conversation with your manager and it looks completely different on on their end because they're following a matrix mm-hmm. that we don't sometimes not aware of as a grad specifically. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I do have quite a few friends who work at companies who aren't grads, but they still don't have really clear metrics or a really clear job description where they know exactly what they should be doing. So having that conversation is just so important. So you know where you stand. So the alternative scenario is if you're already performing really well in your role, usually between the 12 to 18 month mark, depending how technical the role is. And this is where for your development, you'd start to think about what that next step that you're working towards is. So what is the next role that you would like to work towards? So in terms of thinking about your future state here, 
I think something that could be incredibly valuable is finding out the skills and experience that someone who's hiring for this type of role is actually looking for. And obviously, this would be a lot easier if the role you're looking to progress to is within your current organization and you do have that support from your manager. But if you are looking to progress at a new organization, this is where you can start putting yourself out there using those networking skills um, and start trying to build those connections, whether that's on LinkedIn or through connections that you already have. Something I've picked up on the grad program is that when thinking about your future state, you can also try and pull out your company's scorecard for that financial year and try and find a link between your and company's vision. I feel like this really seals the deal when asking for a promotion or asking for higher pay because now you're able to show them that you're a good fit for the company and you are aligned with company's goals and it's just an easier way to show how you're adding value to the organization. Yeah, I really like that. That's such a good point because I think you also need to kind of see from the two perspectives, from the perspective of this is what I want, this is my goal, this is my plan, and this is like what's going to benefit me versus this is what the organization's goal is, this is what they value, and how can we align those two things together? Exactly. So moving on to step three now, this is where we actually create our development plan and we bridge the gap between what our current state is and what our future state is going to be. So this is when we actually start writing our goals. So in terms of time frame for the goals, I'm personally a really big fan of 12 weeks. And this is a concept that comes from the book, The 12 Week Year, which I know I'm a deep you're a big fan of as well. And it essentially comes from the idea that people tend to overestimate what they can do in the short term, but they grossly underestimate what they can accomplish over the longer term. Mm. I'm a big fan of the 12-week plan, like you. (laughs) So the 12-week plan comes from the book, The 12-Week Year, like you mentioned. And in corporate, we sometimes classify this term as increment planning. So the aim of this method is to achieve your goals in just three months. You break down your goals into quarters, and this really just helps you avoid feeling overwhelmed with all the goals that you're trying to achieve. Uh, This method actually works great for our podcast as well. We both use this method. And with us, we both work nine to five jobs. And sometimes it can get quite overwhelming knowing how much we need to get through the whole week. But breaking it down into small goals, into a 12-week plan, instead of looking at six, six months or a year, it just feels a lot more manageable. Yeah, I've been using this model for the past six months for my personal goals as well. And literally it got to halfway through the year. I know I told you I'm in deep, but I was like, I've actually achieved everything I would have wanted to across the entire year. And I don't have any like goals left in mind to do for the rest of the year, which is pretty crazy. So it really shows that breaking things down into 12 week chunks It's motivating because there's a time limit on it and 12 weeks isn't that long, but it also feels way more manageable. 
Yeah, I still remember receiving a message from you a few weeks ago saying, can you tell me what your goals are? Because I need inspiration. Um, I've already achieved everything I needed to do. And I'm sitting there like, whoa, I need some of your tips because I'm still trying to make it through my goals. <laughs> so a really great way to create your goals is doing SMART goals, which some of you may have heard before. So this breaks into specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So I'll just run through some examples for each. So for specific, being as specific as you possibly can be about the goal is going to make it really clear on what you want to achieve. So for example, a goal like, I want to improve my communication skills doesn't really tell you specifically what you want to work on or what you want to action. So another way that you could word that goal is, I want to be able to present with a better pace. And that's something that's specific and that you can actually break down to achieve. So the next one is measurable. The key here is if you can't measure it, how are you going to know that you've achieved it? So an example here is you could have the goal, I want to become more confident in client meetings, but how do you actually measure that confidence? So instead you could set the goal of, I will attend at least one client meeting a week and after each meeting, I'll ask my manager for feedback. And that's still working towards building that confidence, but that's something that you can actually measure. So the third one is achievable. Obviously we want to set ourselves up for success here. And remembering that work does get really busy at times, so you need to give yourself some space. Next is relevant. So you're only going to actually action the steps towards a goal if it's something that you actually care about. If it's something that your colleagues really want to achieve or that your manager really wants for you, it's not necessarily going to be something that you're motivated to work towards. And lastly is time bound. So give yourself a time constraint. And as we said earlier, we both personally like to do the 12-week goals, but you can change this to whatever suits you. Yeah, I really like the SMART framework. It's something that we get taught in schools, um, sometimes at universities as well in some of my classes, but it's something that I've never used outside the lecture (laughs) or outside like the classroom um, until... I actually learned a bit more about it and I can now see how it's actually really valuable to really defining your goals. Do you have a SMART goal that you can share on the date? Sure, we'll go through the steps that you've mentioned. So starting with specific, I have been working on learning how to speak more concisely. That's been my one of my key goals this year and you know being an extrovert I can talk for hours not always a good thing (laughs) and English being my second language sometimes I feel like I say things and they don't make sense it might just all be in my head (laughs) but and when it comes to corporate when you get only 15 minutes to present something really important being able to communicate concisely is highly valued you know there are people that we will see talk for 15 minutes but they actually end up saying nothing do you get what I mean I totally get that I feel like there's been quite a few presentations where there'll be all this like corporate lingo that's used and you come out of it at the end being like what did I get from that (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. And now moving on to number two, measurable. So for me to achieve my goal of wanting to get better at speaking more concisely, I joined Toastmasters. And end of last year, that's when I took this goal a bit more seriously. Every two weeks, I have to deliver a presentation on a topic and we actually get feedback on it right there and then in front of everyone. That sounds terrifying. It was at the start, but now I'm used to it. (laughs) Um, And in every session also, we have to do table topics where someone just gives you a random topic and you have to speak on that topic for at least one minute in front of everyone. And we get feedback on that as well. Absolutely not. There is no way you could get me there. (laughs) And then moving on to number three, achievable. So for me, yes, this goal is achievable because I can easily do 7 a.m.s then getting me to do things after work. And I know I can make it to these timings and stick to this goal. Number four, relevant. So I see this as your why. Why are you doing this goal? What's the intention behind it? So for me to be able to speak concisely, I think it's just a good skill to have in any sort of situation. But also personally, I think (laughs) that people who are well-spoken are just also very attractive. So (laughs) I got to make sure I can do that as well. There's the truth behind (laughs) it. (laughs) And lastly, time bound. What's my time limit? So this goal is broken into two week period for the rest of the year and until I finish the program I'm on. Yeah, I think the point I want to make here is from your example, I'm in deep, you can see how much thought goes into every single aspect of that goal and how specific you need to get with it. So having less goals is more. Like, I think three goals at an absolute maximum is what you should be doing, particularly if it's over a 12-week period, because you don't want to get confused or forget what your goals are or just run out of time and not make it actually achievable for yourself. It goes back to the idea we were talking about earlier, you know, having a plan and actioning on it. When you don't have a plan, that's when... You don't know what's going on. And I feel like smart goals really help to create that plan for you. Mm. In terms of getting some ideas for what your goals might be, I think it's important to think about opportunities both within your organization and external to your organization. And some things could be attending training sessions, workshops, joining a mentoring program or trying to get on a project that's going to really challenge you and give you some really good skills, Um, going to networking events or doing online courses. And these things don't just have to relate to your job description if you don't want them to. So this is about your own career progression. And if there's another experience or skill that you really want to gain, So something else that really interests you that you want to grow in, you can absolutely add a goal for that as well. So final step, step four is creating a timeline for yourself to revisit these goals and review them. So in terms of my personal goals, because I'm a little OCD and over the top, I've made myself a daily tracker because I want to be focusing on creating daily habits Um, Whereas at work, I'll revisit my development plan weekly at my one-on-one with my manager. So the most important thing here is to have the plan to revisit your goals 
and schedule that into your calendar. Set a reminder for yourself. Make sure you don't miss that because if you're not constantly revisiting that goal, the time's going to slip by quickly and you're going to forget about it. Yeah, I feel like you creating a daily tracker is not OCD. I would do the same. I have something like that as well. So, but maybe Okay, good to know. <laughs> maybe it's just us. Maybe it's just us. <laughs> and I also have something similar to confess. So I do this thing that's a bit extra as well, just like you, where I have a whole morning routine to go over my goals every day. I feel like if I don't do this every day, then I forget about my goals and nothing happens. But I also feels like I am more organized throughout the day when I do this in the mornings. You're like, yeah, this is definitely extra. (laughs) Yeah, I think if you're listening and you're like, I will absolutely not look at my goals every day or build myself a tracker, that is totally fine. The reason why we created this development plan was because we wanted to break it down, make it super, super simple and easy for you to use. And the point is that you need to make it work for you. So if you're revisiting those goals weekly or fortnightly or monthly, whatever it is, as long as you're doing it and you're working towards the goals, it doesn't matter how you do it, right? Yeah, tracking is just a tool for you to see if you're making the right progress, if you need to make any changes or you need to (laughs) step it up or, you know, relax a bit. totally. That's the whole point of tracking. Yeah. And talking about daily trackers... If someone is interested in knowing how we do that, let us know and we're happy to share our daily trackers with you. So to summarize today's episode, I promise you if you just put the 30 minutes into making a solid development plan for yourself and then you make sure you have your schedule to revisit it, it's going to be so worth the time and effort that you put in. So make sure you check the link in our description and grab yourself a copy of the development plan and please share with us how you go because we'd love to get feedback on it. So Amandeep, what are your key takeaways from today? One, to figure out your current state, speak to the people around you or use tools like the personality test. Number two, once you figure out your future state, find out what skills and experiences the hiring manager would like for you to have in that role. And lastly, number three, schedule in when you're going to revisit your goals. Put a reminder in your calendar to make sure that you actually visit them and not keep them out of sight. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Share with us on our Instagram page which tip you're going to take away. Disclaimer, the content in this podcast discussed today is for educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram, She Takes On Corporate.